Well, Christmas comes four months early. Here it is. Time to open the presents. It's the start of the National Football League season training camp 2023 as the Dallas Cowboys head on that jet plane to the west. California, here we come. Oxnard, California, the state of the Cowboys address on Tuesday. The team flying there today. Oh, young Cody Winstead, what a great moment in time this is. Oh, glad to spend it with you, Bill Jones, on another episode of Jonesing for Football. How many trips to Oxnard is this for you? And how many Cowboys training camps have you covered? Well, you've stumped me right off the bat. I have <laughs> lost track through the years. Uh, I will tell you this, that the first time I went to training camp in California was some 41 years ago in 1982, wow. the Cowboys in Thousand Oaks. They had already been training there for some 20 years. Ah, yes. What a wonderful time it was. You know, Thousand Oaks was much different than Oxnard because it could get up into the 90s there in uh, it's more inland. But you just go a little bit farther out to the Ventura Freeway and don't quite get all the way to Ventura. But you stop off at Oxnard and you got the cool breeze coming off the ocean. And uh, as I sit here in 108 degree weather in Dallas, I cannot wait to get on that plane and head west where it will be about 68 degrees in Oxnard. Yeah, you'll have to put your uh, three-quarter zips, your your long sleeve, maybe even a jacket. Pack that for the night uh, shows, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, I think it was last year I for, I plum forgot to, <laughs> to pack the pullovers, and so I had to go shopping for pullovers in Oxnard and... Uh, of course, Oxnard looks like any other suburban city in America, and there's plenty of places to go uh, find that uh, sportswear, if you will. All right, time to get going here. You know, uh, we're over the course of training camp, we're going to be previewing uh, the various divisions. And uh, so I'm thinking we got eight episodes before our prediction show, Labor Day uh, weekend, leading up to the season opener, Detroit at Kansas City. Uh, the first Thursday game of the season. So where do you want to start in the division previews? Well, Bill Jones, you're in Dallas and I'm in Philadelphia. So it only makes sense to start with the NFC East. And um, I want to ask you, the Eagles, obviously the defending champions in the division. Do you think the Eagles should be favored to win the division Again this year. Of course they should be favored. Of okay. course. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl last year. And they didn't lose much off that team. And they've got the one of the best young quarterbacks in football in Jalen Hurts. And yes, of course, they should be picked to win the NFC East. And probably they should be picked to go all the way to the Super Bowl again this year. Okay, so are you picking them to win the NFC East? I am not about to reveal my picks until <laughs> it's time to reveal my picks. We got all a training camp to get through here. You know, there are injuries that can happen along the way. That's but fair. I will say this. I will say this. Of course, they should be picked to win the NFC East because how often do preseason predictions come true? Depends on who you're talking to, Bill Jones. 
I would say about, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl last year. I, Did that come true? I, I would say about 50% of the time predictions come true. And okay. And when was the last time a team repeated as the champion in the NFC East? 0304. There you go. It was the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. So this is we're now approaching 20 years later. It's been 19 years since a team repeated. It's going to happen one of these years, right? That that streak's going to be broken. You might as well go ahead and be wrong with, with your prediction this year, young Cody. <laughs> I haven't fully made my choice yet. It's obviously going to be the Cowboys or Eagles uh, who win the NFC East. Oh, is it so obvious? Is it so obvious? Yes, it is. You've seen what the New York football giants are doing. Well, tell me about it. I actually, I've done, obviously, some deep dives on the Giants recently. I like what they have on that defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I like what they've added on the defensive side of the ball, too, uh, in free agency this year. You know, I haven't done a deep dive into every defensive line in the uh, NFL, but just off the top of my head, you just take the front fours or the even the just the interior defensive linemen in the NFC East and you probably got the best uh, the best in football going in this division you might I don't disagree um obviously Dexter Lawrence Ashawn Robinson's a nice addition there for the Giants uh Leonard Williams also up front they even added Raheem Nunez Rochez who started 10 games last year yeah, he's a nice pickup. He'll be some great depth uh, for sure. But Bobby Okirike is a great player on the second level there. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, we know he had a nice rookie year, explosive off the edge. Your guy, our guy, Xavier McKinney, still back there at safety for the Giants. They've got some real playmakers in Deontay Banks, who's a first-round uh, rookie corner. I actually have a prediction, Bill Jones. I think it's a little too early to give this bold of a prediction, but I'm going to do it anyway. So here's what I'm telling you. Three defenses in the NFC East that finished top eight in scoring last year, Cowboys, Commanders, and Eagles, all top eight scoring defenses last season. The Giants were tied for 17th, but because of these additions that we just talked about, this is a, a very bold prediction. I'm going to say all four NFC East teams finish with top 10 scoring defenses this year. I'm not sure that's ever happened, but I like all of these units. Wow. The NFC East becoming the black and blue division. That's right. In football. You know, as we continue on the narrative of the defensive lines, you know, Washington, uh, you've got the Alabama guys in the middle. If Chase Young can come back and have a solid season like he was projected to have throughout his career when he was the number two overall pick, and there's incentive on his part. Uh, Washington's defense could be uh, very difficult. And, of course, what Philadelphia has got going, even uh, losing Hargrave, who's now a member of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they've got the Georgia Bulldogs. They got the Georgia defense going in Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah. and and then what the Dan Quinn's got going with the Cowboys. 
adding Mozzie Smith in the middle, and they got Jonathan Hankins to help stop the run. They're about 20th in the league stopping the run last year. That's what they had to shore up. And uh, you look at their complete defensive front when you add Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and others uh, coming off the edge there. Uh, there's You can make a great case. You know, this – we talked going worse from worst to first last year uh, for the NFC East. And there's no reason to think it won't stay up as one of the uh, toughest divisions in football this year. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it's uh, important to realize why a lot of these NFC East teams have very good offensive lines as well. You have to, or you have no shot in this division. Eagles, I think have the best offensive line in the league. Obviously the Cowboys is, solid as well obviously not as as good as they were over the last 10 years but still uh pretty good the Giants I think this is going to be the Giants best offensive line they've had in 10 years and then Washington's still trying to figure it out but definitely not terrible uh, but that's that's very important those trenches in this division and, and when we look at the NFC East I think Philadelphia is the likely pick by many to win the division if you're going to go with a different team Dallas Yep. There's no one who will pick Washington to win the NFC East, right? Of course not. Yeah. And one of the reasons is they are un- not established at quarterback. And so Sam Howell, going into his second year, fifth-round draft pick out of North Carolina, and they got Jacoby Brissett, who they picked up in uh, free agency. But they, you can't make the case that Washington would win the division. So we're eliminating them right now. Correct. All right. So we agree on one thing right there. I'm, just I'm also looking. eliminating the New York Giants. They are not winning the division. We had a guest on last week's show who uh, was from New York. I would think that person that appeared on last week's show, he might pick the Giants to win the East. If he did, what would the bold claim be? What do you think? Those New York football giants, Bill Jones, I think they can definitely win the division. It's like, let's take it back to the Paul Sells years. I think they can get it done this year. <laughs> wow. Young Cody can do an impromptu New York giant football fan. Please don't make me do that again. <laughs> I got ridiculed on social media for that. Please don't make me do it again. Oh, I just like the scared look in your eyes there. And out of the New York giant blue, teed you up for a New York giant accent. You did not tee me up. Tee me up would have said, would have been, hey, try saying this. You put me on the spot. You made me come up with something else. And luckily, <laughs> I came through in the class. Yes, you did. Yes, uh, you did. Can we agree? The Giants are not winning the division. Can we agree on that? I'm not totally going to rule the Giants out. Okay. And and here's one of the reasons. Uh, who would you say might be, although out of the cast of thousands who listen to the Jonesing for Football podcast, who might be the most loyal listener? Babe Loffenberg. Okay. What does Babe Loffenberg say about predictions? He'd say, tell me who's going to play in the game. Exactly. Young Cody, if you're going to ask me who I'm going to pick to win the game, you're going to have to tell me who's going to play in the game. And so we don't know right now even who's going to be playing in the season opener because injuries happen. And we sure as heck don't know who's going to be playing when they play at midseason or at the end of the season. So that being the case, the New York Giants, if they stay healthy, could win the division. I disagree. 
Daniel Jones, not happening. All right. Let me give your get your thoughts on the Eagles, Bill Jones. What do you think about some of these new additions? Let's just start with, with Philly, and we can work our way through the rest of these teams. I like a lot of the new additions in Philly because they've got some, some new guys in significant roles. DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny at running back. Cam Jurgens is playing guard. You mentioned the Georgia Bulldogs on the D-line. Jordan Davis is going to be in a bigger role. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith in that D-line rotation. They've got two new linebackers, Nicobe Dean, Nicholas Morrow. I think both are going to be solid. I actually spoke to someone who coached Morrow over the summer, and he said he's going to be awesome in Philly. So that, that's a good sign, I think, for Eagles fans. What do you think about the new additions in Philly, and could their roster be even better than it was last year? I like the uh, new additions, and and I would say the roster could be better because they were able to keep most of the roster together, and so it should be better. They were built to win last year, but they they were built to win more this year, actually, Uh, when you look at the way this team was put together and the way they were able to keep their cornerbacks, too, in free agency. Yeah. Uh, You know, because at the beginning of free agency, we were saying – how in the world are they going to be able to keep Darius Slay and James Bradbury? And they were able to keep both of them. Looks like they're going young at safety now. And uh, look out for Sidney Brown, the rookie out of Illinois, third round draft pick, playing a uh, major role on on this uh, the back end of the defense in his first year in the league. Uh, and so you, you've got to make uh, cuts somewhere along the way as far as your salary cap is concerned. But a lot of credit goes to them for being able to keep the nucleus together and keep much of that uh, NFC championship team together. Now, one thing that happened for them last year that allowed them to make the run that they did with a young quarterback was that offensive line was healthy almost the entire season. At the end of the year, Lane Johnson got – uh, nicked up, but they were able to go throughout the almost the entire season without their starters missing any games on the offensive line, yep. and that helped Jalen Hurts a whole bunch. Uh, the other thing that they've done, obviously, the addition of AJ Brown last year was huge, uh, getting him from Tennessee and with Devontae Smith, and they've got weapons. Uh, the question that I would have as far as their offense is concerned is can DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny stay healthy and where are they at running back if those two are not healthy the whole season? My biggest concern for the Eagles is the loss of both coordinators. It's it's rare that you lose two coordinators at the same time and they are both great at what they do and good enough to get head coaching jobs. Obviously, Shane Steichen is now the head coach of the Colts, Jonathan Gannon with the Cardinals. I want to say this about Steichen, because I've I've kind of gone back and forth on this over the last month, and I'm leaning towards Shane Steichen being a genius. Listen to these numbers. Steichen's been an offensive coordinator for four seasons. Three of them, they finished top 10 in total offense. The other, they finished 14th. And he's been able to develop an offense around Justin Herbert. And then he's been able to develop a different offense around a different skill set of Jalen Hurts. And this is probably where we'll see the biggest difference without Steichen. 
each of the last three years, his offenses have finished bottom five in giveaways. So his offenses do not turn the ball over. That's something we may see an increase from the Eagles this year. And so there's a lot of pressure on Nick Sirianni. Can he overcome the losses of those two coordinators with their new guys, Brian Johnson, who was the quarterback coach, and now he's the OC. I expect him to do a nice job. And Sean Desai takes over as DC, but there's a lot of pressure on Nick Sirianni because he's got to get these coordinator positions right. So what would seal genius status for Shane Steichen this year? If he can develop an offense around Anthony Richardson and make it three different QBs in like five years, that guy is a genius in my book. And then your prediction last year would come true that the Indianapolis Colts are going to yeah, make gonna be a threat a in long the AFC. Run. That's, That's right. right. That's yeah. right. Um, all right. So it's a given. Philadelphia is the pick to win the NFC East. I'm not saying that. Right now I'm 50-50 Eagles, Cowboys, who's going to win the division. And I agree with that. Okay. See, I was teeing you up. I thought you would go ahead and tip your hand there that, the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. I'm not ready to decide. I'm going to Eagles training camp a couple of days. I've got a couple uh, Eagles visits planned. So once I go there, that'll that'll tip the scales and let me figure out which way I'm going. Can Philadelphia survive an injury to Jalen Hurts? Let's say let's say an injury like the Cowboys last year. They lost Dak Prescott for five games. And they were able to survive that with Cooper Rush going four and one in his place. I would say they could survive two or three weeks, but anything more than that, probably not. Marcus Mariota is a nice backup, probably one of the five best backups in the league. And like that, his skills kind of mirror Jalen, so the offense won't change very much. But I don't think um, that they'll be able to win the division if Jalen Hurts misses a significant amount of time. But the Cowboys were able to do, though, with Cooper Rush as the backup to Dak Prescott, they were able to win several games, okay? So, you want to uh, move over to the Cowboys and why you think the, why you're giving the Cowboys a 50-50 chance right now to win over your beloved Philadelphia Eagles? I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk. You're not ready to offer anything, though. You want, of course. Of course. <laughs> Do you you want to hear my thoughts on the Cowboys? I would love to hear your thoughts on the Cowboys. Well, okay, and then I want to get your reaction to them. I yes. really like the team that Jerry and Steven have built. Very well-rounded, not many weaknesses, at least among the starters. Not great at any one position unit, but very solid at them all. And so that's what I like best about Dallas. Very well-rounded. I think they can actually handle a couple injuries if those come about. Um, What would you think about that, Bill Jones? I think they've covered themselves for the most part. For the most part, they have covered themselves. Yep. Let me ask you, because I have two positions where I'm worried about the depth. Two position groups. Picker. No, I didn't even include that. That's not, that's not a position group. <laughs> well, the, here's the deal. I admit that just as humor because yeah. they're going to find a kicker. Okay, they don't have a kicker. Now this this is this is going out there because the kicker that they did sign 
from the uh, USFL has quite a little run in the USFL, and so keep an eye on him. But they will get a veteran kicker in here before the start of the season. Okay. Okay. All right. And there are veteran kickers out there available right now. All right. So what's your positions? Running back, offensive line. I am worried about the depth in both of those groups. Starting with the offensive line, uh, right now, the biggest question uh, injury-wise is Terrence Steele going to be ready to start the season, coming off the ACL injury uh, week 12, I guess it was, last year. So it was late in the season. Mm -hmm. And right now, let's say Terrence Steele is able to go. They'll have Tyron at left tackle, Tyler at left guard, Tyler at center, Zach at right guard, and Terrence Steele at right tackle. That would be best case scenario. Yep. Now, it could be that Steele won't be ready for the start of the season, miss the, even the first month, whatever. But the bigger concern is the health of Tyron Smith for the entire yep. season and because Thank it's you. been a concern the last three years. And they're banking on him to be uh, healthy throughout the season and has not been able to, to be healthy um, here the last several years. Hasn't played a full schedule since 2015. Right. So you look at them, and if Tyron is not able to play a full season, let's say Terrence Steele gets back, you got Tyler Smith at left tackle, Terrence Steele at right guard, you've got a combination of people at left guard that are, and it might wind up being Matt Farniak, who starts at left guard, and Tyler Biotis at center. Yep. Uh, but to your point, if they were to lose someone else on that offensive line, then they could be hurting very quickly. But there are a lot of teams in the league that are in that same boat because what has happened in this salary cap era is most teams don't have much depth on their offensive line. That's why you see a team like the LA Rams coming off a Super Bowl who just fell completely apart last year because they had injuries in their offensive line and lost guys in. You know, they wound up where they were. To your other point, I agree on running back. Yep. And right now, as it stands right now, I would not pick the Cowboys to win the division because of the running back situation. Wow. Because, because what happens if Tony Pollard gets hurt? Yeah, they're in big trouble. They've got Ronald Jones, a veteran guy who I'm – I would say it's less than 50-50 that he even makes the team. Correct. Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, I don't even put him in the same conversation as far as a your first or second running back. When I look at him, even though he has the ability to run between the tackles in certain situations, he is a satellite back uh, right now. We'll see what he can do at this level. I love him. I love the pick in the sixth round, but I'm I don't look at him as being – your first or second ball carrier. They need to sign Zeke Elliott or someone like that to go along with Pollard. Zeke is the perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, if Tony Pollard can't come back for some reason or he's not 100% or he gets hurt again, we know Zeke's a guy that can get 15 or 20 carries in the game and they'll be fine and uh, he won't hurt them at all. So I agree. Those are the two positions that I had running back in O-line where I was worried about the Cowboys' depth. The other one is tight end because 
I'm a big supporter of Dalton Schultz. And I think you guys in Dallas are kind of undervaluing his loss. Ferguson, Hendershot, Schoonmaker, those guys have potential. But until I see Dak consistently feel comfortable throwing to them on third down in the red zone, especially that's where Dalton Schultz was uh, Dak's guy in the red zone, uh, I think that's probably going to be an issue uh, for the Cowboys at some point. I'm a fan of Jake Ferguson and Hendershot. I, uh, I'm interested to see uh, the second-round pick, Luke Schoonmaker, uh, if you trust the Cowboys scouts. Uh, they really like him, and I don't think that they're going to feel the loss of Dalton Schultz. Uh, on the same topic, as we wrap up the NFC East here, what player might have, new player in the division might have the biggest impact on offense? On all four of the teams, what new player in the division might have the biggest impact? So with Cowboys, you're looking at a Brandon Cooks, yep. who is added this year. Darren Waller. There you go. That's what I was getting at. Darren Waller, if you're going to make the case for the Giants, Darren Waller having a big year and being a guy that uh, Daniel Jones can lean on in the pass game uh, could make a huge difference for them. Yeah, my question for the Giants is, did they upgrade their offense enough? Waller is obviously a significant piece. Uh, We talked about John Michael Smith in the recent podcast. He'll do a nice job at center there for them. They got Paris Campbell coming over from the Colts. He had a nice year in Indy. And I really like the drafting of Jalen Hyatt in the third round because he's someone that could take the top off of defenses there. And that's important because the Giants had the fewest amount of 20-yard completions in the NFL last year. So um, can they add that dimension to their offense? That'll be key for them. Well, it's going to be interesting in the NFC East, and uh, we'll be talking much more about them in coming weeks uh, because this is our this is our home turf right here in the NFC East. Yeah, we talked for what about thirty minutes. I think we could talk for the rest of the day about this division uh, fairly easily. All right, so I can't wait for our Labor Day weekend predictions of who wins the NFC East. A lot is going to happen over the course of the next month or so to determine whether we pick the Eagles or the Cowboys to win the NFC East. And how about, young Cody, on our next episode here of Jonesing for Football, we do flip over to that other conference and the AFC East. And I will tell you why Bill Belichick's New England Patriots will or won't surprise this year. Of course. We already know you're going to say they will surprise. (laughs) But seriously, I'm going to tell you why the Bills will not win the division. The Buffalo Bills will not win the division. I think we said that last year. No, what we said last year was they would not win the Super Bowl. Correct. Because uh, a year ago, everybody was saying the Bills are winning the Super Bowl. And because everyone was saying the Bills are winning the Super Bowl, we said the Bills aren't winning the Super Bowl. Yep, you and I, we were united on that front and ended up being correct. That is the one pick we unanimously got correct last year. All right, that does it for this edition of Jonesing for Football, and I can't wait till the next one. The uh, AFC East is next on the docket on the next edition of Jonesing for Football. See you, babe.